This episode of the Colton Culture Podcast is presented by Thunder Road Guitars. Thunder Road Guitars is the Pacific Northwest best source of premium, new, used, and vintage guitars, amplifiers, and pedals. Online or in their Seattle and Portland shops, you'll find fantastic customer service and a terrific vibe. Real people offering real service. Use code ColtCulture10 to get 10% off at www.thunderroadguitars.com. The DistroKid app is available for iOS and Android. You can now get an additional 30% off if you go to distrokid.com forward slash VIP forward slash Colt. That's distrokid.com forward slash VIP forward slash Colt. Or you can get it in the App Store. The new gold standard of audio repair, Isotope RX11, is coming in May. In the meantime, you can buy RX10 now, on sale, and get RX11 absolutely free when it's released. Colton Culture listeners get 10% off by using the code FRET10. F-R-E-T-1-0, that's code FRET10 at isotope.com, I-Z-O-T-O-P-E.com. Fuck. All right, let's we're rolling. Rolling. Planet B presents presents Culture Podcast. Welcome to episode thirty-six of the Colton Culture Podcast. I'm Justin Pearson, and I'm Luke Henshaw. This episode features our band, Planet B. Eek. Um, it's pretty pretty weird uh, having ourselves uh, and our own band on on a podcast, but I think it is warranted. And besides, fuck everybody, we can do whatever we want. Mm-hmm. Um, but our I mean, band's interesting. Listen to the album; yeah. it, it sounds like we did anything we wanted. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but our band's interesting in the way that how we write and and what um, we do as a as a our output, I guess, and the two live drummers and I don't know. The whole mm-hmm. thing is pretty bizarre. Yeah, I didn't imagine it like that in the beginning, but that's cool. <laughs> it took its own um, path and made something. And, and people um, that, uh, yeah, people will probably like our band in, in about a decade, and then we'll be, <laughs> and then we'll be successful. Um, no, I, I, I say that and, and half jokingly because I feel like the way that you ma- that you measure success is is, is wrong. Um, we love what we do, so yep. we do it. Um, but yeah, so two of uh, my favorite drummers, uh, Kevin and Scott from Planet B, both just ripping, um, got got to have a conversation with us about how weird our band is. Yep. <laughs> cool. I don't think there's not too much more to say about yeah. that one. Uh, we do have a new record that's mm. out. Uh, it took us a long time, and it has a bunch of our friends on it. Um, we would appreciate it if you checked it out, and mm. if not, that's your loss. And a new uh, split seven inch as well. Yeah, we got a lot of stuff happening. Um, 
Cool. Well, thank you and uh, enjoy the podcast. Yep. Hey, I'm I'm JP. I'm LH. <laughs> wow. <laughs> hey, I'm Luke Kenshaw, Plan B. <laughs> Kevin Avery, Plan B. I'm Scott in Plan B. <laughs> cool. <clears throat> Where did this all begin? <laughs> um, okay, I'm going to go ahead and just start this. Dive so, into it. I will. I'm diving in. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting to be in a band with three drummers. So that's the thing <laughs> that I would like to approach, <laughs> how I'd like to approach it because. Um, so uh, I, I think I've obsessed over bands with multiple drummers. And so I pushed Luke to let this happen because he was kind of controlling it for a minute. And, um, I thought the Melvins having two drummers was the coolest thing. Um, it was like very symmetrical, but also just bands with like extra percussion was always cooler to me as a kid, except for Grateful Dead. I thought that was boring, but, um, (laughs) still was cool though. You know, I was like, oh shit, they got two people doing it. Um, cause they have two guitars and sometimes mm-hmm. two singers, like whatever band, but you know, Boring. like, you know, yeah. two drummers fucking cool, <laughs> but we have three and people don't really always know what the hell you're doing, Luke. So do you want to go into this and explain your button um, pushing? Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> button pushing. No, I mean, we play with the two live drummers and then I just kind of just center it in the middle with, um, kick snares, high hats. And sometimes I do play bass and the sounds and all that, but um, the drum sounds that I use, I don't think you can get on a live drum set. So I think that's where I'm needed. Sure. Like coming from hip hop stuff. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Which is, um, I mean, for me, like, I guess my reference point would be like, um, I don't even know what bands I would, I would pick, but, but, but it is this, the sequence drums, which I feel like in a lot of modern music, like, dance music people have become accustomed to hearing Mm. fake kick and snares and it's Mm -hmm. fucked up a lot of shit for people um so you have bands playing to sequenced stuff yeah it's kind of whack so we Mm -hmm. fucked up everybody and have like two drummers and the sequenced drums yeah yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) i don't know how to i don't really know how to explain it it's just that's how it just came out i think i mean Originally, there were were no live drummers. No. Yeah. And then, did you guys do shows like that? N- no. We well, the first show we played was just playing part of the score to Incompressa, and it was with Gabe on drums yeah. and me on bass and singing. And Luke. I saw a picture. We, I saw a picture of you playing with a upright bass. Is that, I, that's, that's fake. I don't okay. know. I can't do that shit. Okay. I played like that's with my regular bass. We played at a library. It was fucking weird. Yeah, but that Have was... Have you seen that picture? <laughs> no. There's a picture upright of you with the upright bass. Yeah. You know right. that picture. I do, okay. yeah. <laughs> so we did play two Planet B songs with Gabe. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The two from the 7-inch. Mm-hmm. And then we had Jung the second time, second time at the library. And that was playing drums, podge of shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't even know what our set was. We I were trying either. to play part of the score to the film the first mm-hmm. time with Gabe. Mm-hmm. Second time, I think we had like real songs. Yeah. The Jung thing was fine, but we needed to like really do it. Right? When was, when was that? Also, we didn't know better. Or we should have known better because we played at a fucking library, San Diego Public Library. Again, no, yeah, twice. The first two shows. When was that? <laughs> <laughs> was that when was that? A long time ago. A long time ago. Twenty seventeen. Were there were there the songs that were on like the first record? 
they were those the songs made, on the uh, just the seven film, inch, the, film the Joy Nicole with the Moon. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So two songs from that, and then and then a bunch of the score material. Mm-hmm. So but I, it was also like they were showing in Compressa, so we played as part the, of it. Mm-hmm, yeah, part of the right. film. And the second time was a real show. It was like, which was crazy too, because Author and Punisher played in like mm-hmm. in the library. It just didn't really sound great. No offense to the library or. Author and Punisher or us, mm. it just was a bad. No, the sound guy at the library was a complete fucking dick and dicked us out. That's sick. But also on top of that, though, mm. it just was even like talking to Tristan. He was like, "Yeah, this is weird. There's no yeah. PA." That know? that one was for um, Sam's. No, uh, the noise. Um, Stay strange. Stay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it was like a noise show, mm-hmm. um, and so we fumbled through that bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, and Crazy. then. I, and then we be, and then we were doing like Planet B Night. It was like, hey, we were DJ and oh yeah, and then uh, I saw those. We wrote a record in that t- a real record, and we were like, we should probably be a band. So we got this fucker. Yeah, was where Kevin comes. That kind of sounded like Rodney Dangerfield a little bit. Like, hey, we DJ. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we can we're DJs. We get no respect. <laughs> I mean, I didn't. I just pushed play. I didn't give a shit. Yeah. And then yeah, <laughs> and then I don't know. You introduced me to Kevin. Yeah, and then. He was here. We were still doing Retox at the time, I guess. And so oh, yeah. I think that might have been part of it. Because we, mm-hmm. we, we, Retox played a Planet B night and we, with Santa. We had like. Oh, we had Santa. oh that was yeah. bad. That yeah. was oh. Good. That was good, yeah. yeah. Yes. We had Black Space, Santa. Space that was great. Mm-hmm. It's Space Bar, yeah. yeah. It was fucking cool. And everyone took photos. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. um, Graf Orlock played. It was a good night. It was fun. Yeah, it was fun. Um, yeah. And I that was like. With tension. Yes. And Rick Scales played. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was a loaded show. Mm-hmm. Was that one of the. Uh, like your punk. Planet B night. It yeah. was a Planet B night. Yeah, mm-hmm. but we had most of the LP written and maybe mm-hmm. like recorded or out. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was no, it wasn't out yet. But it was like yeah, we had like actual songs. Mm-hmm. And now we're finally moving on to record number two with both mm-hmm. of you guys on it, and it's kind of weird. It took so long, but you know what? Good things come to those who wait. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Um, but it's it's weird to like think about all of our musical tastes and how varied it is and how we kind of can come together on one thing. I don't think a lot of bands can do that. Um, mm-hmm. It's pretty bizarre. Mm-hmm. I hate the stuff you like. You hate this band. I like this band. <laughs> race cars. Yeah, race cars. Nope. Yeah. Um, I like it though. Well, so there's there's that. I have a question for Kevin. Uh, yes, Luke. <laughs> yes. yes, Luke. No, no, no. Since you were the first drummer originally to come on, like, how did you feel? Like, it just felt like you were, like, you're much younger than us. And I, I, I still got a bunch of questions about like the history. I still don't even know because I know that those the library shows you mentioned, mm-hmm. but I still don't know exactly what the concept was of Planet B. Like, the the way you described it back then, I was just like, okay, so I guess I'll just like, just sort of. I think I have an idea, but it's like oh. a lot of like happy accidents yeah, type style so, where it's like, I guess I'll try and play. And then knowing that Gabe was involved, it's yeah. like, okay, so some big shoes to fill. So let's, mm-hmm. I think this is what you're looking for. Sure. And then, yeah, jumping in. And, <laughs> I but don't you, know. <laughs> I don't know what you're looking for. Well, I, I mean, I'm not I trying either. to, I, I don't, I've been grateful to be graced with gr- all the projects I've been in have great drummers. And so that was, that was obviously no brainers but mm-hmm. but the thing i forgot about was so for incompressa gabe and i wrote two songs they're like like punk kind of songs mm-hmm. that we that were for the film and mm-hmm. and and so 
so we had like these two songs and then we had planet B as a thing, but we were doing the score. So we had kind of like these, the Incapressa seven inch came out yeah. and the, and the planet B seven. So there's four like normal songs, but we took these like punk songs and Luke played over them with samples. Mm-hmm. And then when you were doing that, was there an idea of like actually taking it, like making it a live thing beyond studio? It's no, funny. It was, it wasn't. We were like just gonna do a studio thing, and he kept pushing to be a band, and I was like, "Man, fuck this!" Because I well, kind of learned. Well, I learned. I learned the hard <laughs> way with All Leather, which was similar, um, sort of. Yeah. In the electronic world of stuff, it fucking sucked yeah. playing. No offense to the Che, but like playing the Che, you need mm. subs. You need like yeah. a killer sound system. You need a yeah a sound system. So we played the two shows yeah. at the library, and I was like, "Man, yeah. fuck that shit!" But like, from before that. Um, I can talk about this, but like the original, the origin of it was us meeting. And then where was that? <laughs> well, yeah, it was at my studio and my old cocaine dealer brought you by. <laughs> and um, which I always frowned upon because I hated people bringing people by. I don't know why he brought me by. I, I don't, don't know do either. Yeah, but weird. I'm I'm glad now, you know. But then it was like, oh, dude from the Locust. And then you and I were just kind of talking. And then we ended up doing the Pig's Orphan remix. Okay. Oh, and yeah, then, you're on that. And then That's I was right. shooting you a bunch of like different beats. Yeah. And then it wasn't until you came here and did the incompressa, and then we started like it. Kind, it took a minute, but it took friend. a minute to get there. Oh, yeah. So my my problem, and it's not my problem with Luke, but like the stuff Luke made was so rad. He made like um, I remember you sent me like a cumbia and a Britney Spears thing, mm-hmm. and maybe it's the same, but there was like a Britney Spears cover, and I was like, these are a fucking killer, mm-hmm. but they were very like chill. And so I kept trying to. He was like, sing on them, and I, and there was just some asshole yelling on the shit that wasn't like aggressive. So I was like, this is really difficult for me yeah. to justify hmm. my voice on this. Yeah, the point was for you to sing at 120 and my beat would be at 60 BPM. Yeah, but what what do you mm-hmm. mean? <laughs> well, if like that's was the the way I did all those Britney Spears tracks yeah. and the uh, Janet Jackson oh, so you would and all that shit. Speed up my voice. Yeah, their 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 voice would be. They would be singing at like 120, mm-hmm. which is typical dance shit. Yeah, and then I would make a beat that was at 60 BPM, and it would match up. Okay, but my problem was just me yelling and yeah, being very aggressive. I, I can't. To. I couldn't yeah. tone it down. Yeah. I was like, mm-hmm. I'm not a singer, so I was like, I'm just some jerk yelling over this fucking cool. I would love to do a Britney Spears cover. We tried. We played it the mm-hmm. one time. Right with you. <clears throat> yeah, it was, it was cool. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, one of those things where like it the now we could probably uh, do it. Yeah, like, like, the recording it. was cool. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I think That's I think it's still worth Christmas trying show. it out. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it again. It's yeah. a good song. It was cool to do a Britney song, and people responded to it. But it was still like I don't think it was um, executed very mm-hmm. well. Maybe not. I'm not like criticizing anybody in specific. I just think it needed some work. Hmm. So that's how we got there. And then Kevin came in. Well, I never knew. So you guys, I just assumed you guys always knew each other for a very long time. I didn't know it was it was like just like a year or so before the Planet B stuff started. A couple years, in the maybe. Works. Yeah, it took a few year, a couple years. Yeah. We, I think we had just started playing in Retox together. And then I was meeting up with Luke. <clears> no, because you had, remember you had Brian. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there was a, it was a couple years with. 
Uh, him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh shit. Brian, because even was remember? He in yeah. No, no, he wasn't in Planet B, but he was around. Uh, mm-hmm. And then I remember you telling me you're like, um, yeah, Retox got this dude drummer, and he just hit us up, and he learned. All, he showed up to rehearsal. No, and no. Knew all the songs. <laughs> yeah. It was, no, that was crazy because we fucking parted away with Brian, and <laughs> all of a sudden you sent us this <laughs> this video of you playing, and I was like, there's a yeah, a, there's another drummer that's like like a bit more handsomer than than <laughs> Brian, long hair, playing an acrylic Ludwig drum set like Brian, and playing all this shit right. And I was like, who's this guy? It's like he did us a solid by. Well, he he made it sound like it was like, all right, I'm gonna let the guys know they're expecting the video. <laughs> he did not. He didn't, know. he didn't say anything. He just gave me your email. I'm like, all right, here it yeah, is. That's what I, I remember writing you back, being like, hey, I don't mean Which to be a funny, dick, but dude. who the fuck are you? And <laughs> I want to start doing that for people. Just like. <laughs> Just like here's their email. They're expecting your your message. Just go ahead and send it. Yeah, yeah. Because cool. when we parted ways, Brian did not end well, and so yeah. we were like, mm-hmm. "Who is this random guy sending us a video that we really we could really use this guy in our band?" And it was great. Yeah, uh, we upgraded to a That's much more handsomer version, much more sane. Much more. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I came on the scene. And then this guy, uh, I was just asked to do it. <laughs> that was the first. What was the first one we did? It was like at Bone uh, Bar, just before COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, March fifth, twenty twenty. Uh, first rehearsal, first time listening to the songs was March third, <laughs> and I was we were only supposed to do like two songs or whatever. Yeah, and we I, were. Gonna, I just like, kind of picked it up. We started rehearsing the set, and we're like, "Let's just do half with you," and then we're like, "Just do one more." I'm like, we just do it all. Yeah, and I think we kind of did. We go over it the next day. We might have, maybe not. And then yeah, then it was like, okay, let's go to the show. That was it. It was. <laughs> we also were very crazy. dependent on a sound engineer. We had Luke Daly working with mm-hmm. us. Yeah, and he fucking saved the. Because otherwise, it would have been like some whoever was doing sound on cocaine at fucking Blom Bar, yeah. mm-hmm. not knowing what's going on. <laughs> um, I was like, "Oh, we got to make it really good because Weasel Walter was playing. Oh yeah, um, but not mm-hmm. playing drums, yeah, but still guitar. as a drummer, I'm like, yeah. fuck, we got to like, because I hate that shit, man. When there's like, it's fine when there's like random people, but when there's like you know, your peers and the crowd, you're like, we have to be really good for that person. And mm-hmm. I was like, Weasel is a son of a bitch in a great way, but he's like very critical and hates everything and everything sucks. And I was like, we need mm-hmm. to fucking be ripping. And <laughs> and I, I think, I mean, he didn't say we sucked, so I guess we did all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was right before everything got shut down. It was, the next day. It was like, oh, it was... I went to see Photo Crime the next day, and it was, and then that night was like, oh, at midnight, everything's like got to shut down. I bet everyone at Blombar had COVID, just we didn't know or care. Maybe at the time, yeah. Hmm. That was that was pretty than, wild. They had more than COVID. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, weird. Yeah, that was my first show, and then everything happened, and then I think a month or so later, I came over and recorded the LP, basically. Mm-hmm. Or came over for like the afternoon mm-hmm. when I used to live in LA. And came I out. do want to talk about like how you guys, how you track them and then just cut everything up. But I would like to also say, before you came onto the scene, we had done the record, mastered it, everything, and we were sitting on it, and no one wanted to put it out because the first like, LP. Yeah, and yeah. everyone's like, "What is this?" Mm-hmm. And it was so frustrating because it's like it's kind of punk, it's kind of industrial, kind of hip hop, but what is this? And I mean, I get it, it was a new band, but like nobody would put it out. And I always like, well, all right, 31G will put it out. But the thing that was fucked up was like, well, in a good way, was we, I was on tour with, with Dead Cross, and Patton was like, oh, I'll just put it out. It makes sense. And so we lucked out by putting it out on Ipecac, and that kind of propelled us to be like a real band as much as we 
could we probably could have done more at the time but um i think yeah what what all kinds of shit got in the way (laughs) (laughs) yeah and so here we are again and uh and and the shit is not quite in the way but we got it um another record ready to go second record which is uh, which is much better um and but i'm already thinking like how it could be even better Um, me too yeah a couple songs i'm like oh man we missed it on that that one or this one but these ones but yeah maybe maybe take a second to talk about because you just track drummers playing and then it's -hmm. crazy to watch you work because you will find this little tiny nugget and i'm like what the fuck how did you get that and then you'll you'll i don't know you can explain it because it's bizarre um fuck you, well, you don't want to. You don't want to give away your secret. I'm definitely sauce. not going to give away my fucking secrets, <laughs> but I do find a lot of like percussion pieces that I fucking love and I dig, and then I just chop them up. And what's funny is because when after the first Planet B came out, it I was like over, kind of like ah, uh, not over it, like ah, uh, like it was just like I don't think I can do a second one. Hmm. I don't think I can do a fucking second album or at least not right now. And then this guy posted a fucking drum. <clears throat> I remember like, I'm going to the studio and I have nothing to do. And I was not in the mood to even touch any kind of planet B shit. And this guy on Instagram posted this drum beat. And I went and came here, hooked up my phone to that drum beat. And that's what sparked the very first song of the fucking, this new album. And then that's what got me into being like, yeah, Let's do a second album. So, because on the first album, there's only, it's like Manua Rally and then maybe Come Boogeyman to have two, like, drum drum lines, like, uh, intertwined, right? Like, no, all of them do. I mean, there's, there's Gabe. Manua Rally is uh, Ginger Baker. It's a, from a Ginger Baker documentary. Yeah. The, hi, the, the, ra- the ride part. Yeah. yeah. But then, mm-hmm. and also we use some of Martin Atkins. Uh-huh, on the his stamps, yeah. yeah but which are from two different songs yeah but for the most part i felt like it was always um one uh acoustic drum line and then synthetic like like a i don't know like 808 or something yeah yeah, uh, yeah laid yeah, on yeah. but it wasn't like two like full beats where it was like um I don't no know. most of it was most of it's layered as where the new one is has the two different beats with these two guys yeah and then the npc so three it gets pretty chaotic. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I mean, fuck. I guess, I mean, it's not a big fucking secret, but both of these guys know, and Gabe, I did the same thing with Gabe, is I just tell them to fucking record. Yeah. At like a BPM, right? Yeah, yeah. Say, hey, this BPM. And then I go walk to the liquor store and go get us some beers. And then 10 minutes later, I'm like, okay, let's switch the BPM. Mm-hmm. Take a break. And then we go and cut it up. And then, and then you came a second time after you came on the on the album. You came a second time and relayered the shit with the electronic drums. Scott? Or Kevin? Scott. Yeah. Mm. I, I only remember going once for... I was here for the whole afternoon. I remember... You were like, okay, I got these seven songs. Do whatever you want. I did a million takes on each mm-hmm. on each one, and then I I assume you just like took your favorite parts, mm-hmm. and then and then we did that where you just like left for a little bit while I while I jammed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I only remember that, 
also the past three years has been chaotic so i only remember mm-hmm. the one time the planet b one was crazy because i recorded that all myself mm-hmm. or the fucking uh the adult split i recorded all that myself and yeah, that you recorded at home. That one I recorded at home. And then Kevin came in, and re- you recorded that at home too, right? Oh, at home was when here? you were living out. Yeah, out when I was living yeah. away. <laughs> yeah. At home. Yeah, I remember recording that and then just being like, oh, cool, they used it. That's crazy. I just mm-hmm. I recorded this dinky-ass thing in, like, yeah. my parents' basement. <laughs> and it's, like, on a 7-inch. I was like, this is wild. And it was funny to That's hear it. That's where all the hits are made now in fucking parents' basements. <laughs> I mean, I do the hits now in my RV. Uh, but I I remember playing the beat that I have and then hearing what it ended up being. And uh, it was pretty different. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we were all, like, you sent me this, like, line, the whatever the line is, the mm-hmm. bass line or whatever. And so I just I just played along straight to that, and then it got shifted. But that's basically how this band works for me, is I just come over, hang out, and or, or just send some mm-hmm. stuff, and go like, I don't know. <laughs> and then... We should take a second to say how we love Adult. I love them so much. Oh, yeah, they're yeah. great. They are the you best. Yeah, they're so rad. Ugh. Um, yeah. For that, a band with no drummers, they're the best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a joke because we did kind of talk about that, but um, I, I don't want to talk anymore about it because it's top secret. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the layering of the drummers is fucking crazy. The electronic shit, it's like – because also, too, with the way you make drums, there's you'll put like kick on top of kick on top of kick on top mm-hmm. of kick or snare or whatever, and it's yeah. just like insane shit. Yeah. Um, so – I think we're all used to hearing certain kinds of snares and kicks, and what you hear is something I don't even know how to explain it. I mean, it almost it almost moves into the non-musical realm mm-hmm. of sound. I, yeah, I most of them aren't. Like, I mean, I spent time. I mean, I used to sample. I used to mic up my washer and dryer and slam the doors mm-hmm. and being like, "There's a snare," mm-hmm. you know. And then I built a library over years and years of just kicks or I remember when my son was small I used to have a portable dat and I would just mic it and when I would take him to the playground I would fucking stomp my hand on the slide Mm. or get a drumstick and rake it like ring it through a fence and be like this is the hi-hat and then over years I just built built sounds but don't get me wrong I still sample records and anything I can get my hand on I used to fucking have a, a four track recorder from Cartoon Network when my son was watching cartoons and I would just sit and record 30 minutes of cartoons and when he'd go to bed I'd fucking go listen and to find it. a little tiny find, piece dude I set my sampler to like at a fourth of a second and just get that little beat and then you slow it down and it comes uh, mm-hmm. you know and it's like oh there's the bass and then huh. but it's funny to think about that because when 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 Hedwin City recorded with Ross Robinson, you mm-hmm. think like Ross Robinson's a huge producer, and we recorded, and he was like having Gabe and I do percussion on his washer and dryer. Mm-hmm. Like, Here, come and add shit on top of the yeah, drums and these pieces. And it was really funny to think <laughs> that we were just fucking around on a, on a washer and dryer. He also used the Eddie Van Halen guitar head in front of the kick drum to keep it in, in place, which is probably not a normal like. Um, industry move you know i would do that with his amp head <laughs> yeah <laughs> some people like those heads yeah not me yeah um <clears throat> so we should get a sponsorship from roland uh but they they don't give a fuck about us yet but 
the rehearsals are nice with two of those Rollins. What is the what is the versions that we? <clears throat> yeah, the TD TD twenty seven. Yeah, with the uh, the was it the VOD five hundred threes, which is the. But we'll take the next step up too if they want. Oh yeah, the five hundred six or yeah, whatever. yeah, or whatever the ones after that. Whatever's are. newest. Yeah, yeah, the so. T the TD fifty with the XLR outs. They won't take my calls though. <clears throat> it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. What about um, lyrically on the album? Like, what was your? I'm I'm sure you don't have an exact approach to it, but the lyrics to me came out. I don't know. Your lyrics are all over the place, but in this album itself, it has a little more. There's some lines that really stand out to me, and it was like, fuck, because you write at home. Yeah. So what was your approach? Because I had a whole different approach in writing the music mm. on this. And then I started shaping it kind of after you. I heard your lyrics, and I'm like, oh, ease off here. Uh, Rav, you know, yeah, rev yeah. it up here. Interesting. I mean, it's a fucked up world, so it's easy to get inspiration, mm -hmm. which is unfortunate. But um, I don't know. There's a lot of things that I draw from. Like for me, I like to to address. Um, I mean, it's all it's all like it's all to me. The personal is the political, so it, it is all political in that, in a sense. Um, I try I like to hide it in humor. Um, mm -hmm. So when I talk about like buttholes and farting and whatever, mm -hmm. like. I'm talking about like politics uh, and so it, it it like translates a little bit better but I also like mean lines I like saying like I don't know I mean I don't want to give things away but there's certain lines like um, you know just 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 like just fuck you kind of thing not say yeah. not, not so stripped yeah, down gotcha like, die or at least resign yeah like that's a good one, a good um, one. Yeah. it sounds tough and it's it's very um, impactful I think but um I like to use metaphors mm -hmm. and I also like to have reoccurring ones. And, and, and I don't uh, criticize this, but like there were times where you were like, you're saying the same thing. And I'm like, but I like to always sing about mm -hmm. these kind of topics. Mm -hmm. um, there's a couple of vocal or lyricists that I grew up really liking how, um, and I don't want to name them because one of them I don't like. And the other one, I don't um, want to give it away, but like they would have like albums and they like, like, like thematically talk about the same kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And I liked that. I made it like a, its own language sort of. Um, so every time you were talking about, I don't know, like, um, I'm trying off the top of my head. I'm, I'm like struggling to think of something but like mm -hmm. if, if you're talking about like chocolate, <laughs> I don't know, whatever, mm -hmm. like it meant, you know, it was always like, mm -hmm. let's talk about like, well, okay, not to rip anybody off or to, or to expose anyone. But like, I remember like Aaron Montaigne from Antioch Arrow on the last Antioch Arrow record just sang about all this candy. And I thought it was so bizarre. And I don't know what the fuck he was ever singing about. But he was, um, I just thought, oh, that, that might be an interesting way to like approach it. Instead of saying like, you hate cops, you could say something about, I don't know, candy or whatever, you know, like just kind of spin it differently but um there was a there's a couple things that i know what they're about in in the lyrics that were like um trump era politics and i'm like mm -hmm. oh man it's so weird that 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 fucker got into these lyrics i mean i don't know yeah. there's just certain phrases you're like oh that, i know what that's about um but also like we wrote a lot of it during the pandemic there was a lot of shit like white power shit that i was mm -hmm fucking hating and that all, there's a lot of stuff about race there yeah there's a lot of stuff about race that comes up in it i don't know i mean it's mm -hmm. just look at the world we live in yeah 
the environment too. Mm. Also, like the theme of Planet B, like as like this thing, mm. like a um, the planet is fucked, and so there's a lot of that, like doom, yeah. kind of like a, we're we're Planet B being Mars, where Elon's going. No, maybe. No. <laughs> well, there is this movie called Earth. Oh, I forgot what the movie's called, but in. Um, another planet or something, but they have like Earth Two in the movie. Oh yeah, and and I was like, oh, that's pretty rad. So before even like Planet B was a term that people use now for the environment, I I was when I thought of the the name Planet B, I didn't know that there was like a term f- f- as it is. Mm-hmm. I I I got it from that film where I was, they they kept saying like Earth Two, and there was like this mirrored um, other Earth, mm-hmm. and and but it had the same human inhabitants on both planets. But I thought like, oh, instead of like a band called Earth Two, you know, Planet B, and and I was like, that's cool, and like that's why I suggested that before it was a thing. Earth yeah. Earth Two would be funny because there's the band Earth Two, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, <laughs> like number two. I hated the fucking name Planet yeah. B. I hated it too, and I was I still like, no, no, but I'm like, we don't have a name, but I like it now. It grew on me. Yeah. Um. Come being being like the new guy, the newest of the new guys. Uh, are you the youngest? Who? How old we're are almost you? the same. We're like the same age. Yeah, I'm 31, 32 in a month or so. I'm 31, 32. I'm 30. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm no, 30, not your gene size. <laughs> 33. <laughs> what is it? The end of November. So in like three weeks, I'll be 32. Oh, cool. How old are you? How old are you? 32. You're 32 right now. Yeah, 32. You're older than Physi- me. Like yeah. actually, Phys- physically, <laughs> you're physically 32 years old. I don't know, man. Let's, yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah. So I'm the new guy, and I'm the youngest in the band. But uh, who cares? Uh, my thought on the band before the name, I, um, and I kind of, it kind of works like aesthetically. Plus, um, the new seven inch, uh, aesthetically, I think is also this like, uh, and like the sounds that you do usually. Um, I don't know. Planet B kind of alludes to like sci-fi, and um, Earth Two, and uh, the so the name is perfect with the music and like the artwork of the first LP mm. is like what like a skeleton guy in some green Mm-mm. background thing, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is. is. Yeah, but, but that's it, what it looks like when yeah. you're just some guy. Like I'm just some yeah. like when that came out, I was like, oh, cool, whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting one though too because he took the photo, right? Didn't you take it or something? My brother took brother, it. I was yeah. there. My brother yeah. took the photo. Uh, to uh, me, it looks like some guy coming out of like a in a green world. He's or in whatever. a crematory. Yeah, it's like oh, a real was photo. There's a real really being burned the body. Oh, okay. But it and was then, like a but John it's Dale. green. Well, we asked Brandon no, to change the color. Oh, it was okay. all orange and stuff, and I was like, oh, make it green because mm-hmm. that seemed to me that seemed like sci-fi. Yeah. So that <laughs> okay, cool. So that's what you guys were going yeah. for, like. But I wish, but like it didn't, I mean, it's cool to know the, the history of the photo, but like if you don't know the history of the photo, it doesn't seem as rad. It like just looks like. To me, it looks like some guy coming, you know, maybe, maybe a, a, a fucked up guy. Yeah. In a green world. Yeah. Like, but he's like. A planet B. Sideways, right? Laying down. He yeah, can, he's laying yeah. down. You're yeah. like, oh, maybe this dude's yeah. laying down or is he crawling? Like, mm-hmm. I didn't really know. Mm-hmm. So it's a little like uh, not super detailed. Which is cool, but it looks like a planet, like, oh, Planet B sucks. And then the font is, oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, it looks totally. like, oh, fuck, Planet B is awful. Yeah. Look at this dude getting yeah. all fucked up over here. Um, And then, like, the aesthetic of, like, the 7-inch, the next one coming out is, like, very, uh, like, mm. and, and the LP uh, yeah. artwork is, like, I don't know, there's, like, sci-fi from the 60s kind of vibe. Sure. And so, and then I think some of the sounds that you tend to use, mm-hmm. not always, um, have that kind of, like sci-fi thing yeah um which i think is like pretty cool and then nobody's doing that and then also 
was it? I think one time you told me your reference your or your references are like Public Enemy and in <laughs> NWA or something. Didn't you say that or some your musical references? I love those two bands. I yeah, I love them too. But I think what because we we were on tour with a different band and I was like, yeah, this is the hip hop I like. And then you were like, this stuff is boring. No, I didn't say boring. I just thought the music was, was different. Lazy. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> well, that's boring. Yeah, and what? so, but Lazy? then, but then, yeah, you, but yeah. then you were like playing it be like we're trying to go for like the more like hard like maybe like NWA or something like those kinds of to me harder sort of stuff. I think I referenced Public Enemy. Sorry, but like Public, Public Enemy. Enemy is so layered. There's so much mm-hmm. yeah. density to it. Like yeah. the stuff you were playing was like you could hear like the one drum line and the one synth line and yeah, the yeah. rapper. Yeah, it's and great. I was like, why isn't there just more shit happening? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But once I once I understood that, then I was like, okay, so these guys are trying to combine. Because <laughs> I'd already recorded all my parts to this LP, and I was just, like, playing drums or something. And then, but once you told me, like, oh, the reference points are, like, Public Enemy and other stuff like that, and then with your sci-fi sounds, I was like, oh, they're, like, <laughs> this is supposed to be, like, harder hip-hop from the future or something mm. uh, or a 60s version of sci-fi it's the campy like semi sci-fi. yeah semi campy yeah. but like kind of harder and then i was like oh okay i think i kind of get what this is about well to me and i don't know if this is like a fucked up thing to say and i'm not trying to say we're like good like public enemy because i don't i think they're the best one of the best but but like i really do feel like planet b is a lot like public enemy with the layers and the sounds if that makes sense maybe if mm. Public Enemy doesn't seem sci-fi, but like they have like horns and they'll mm-hmm. sample like other things like that. I feel like are sort of similar to what we're. Doing. It's more uh like the kind of hip hop stuff I was listening to, like Milo and stuff and Rapfera, is sort of like minimal. <clears throat> Name yeah, and then minimal, yeah. and then maybe Public Enemy is like maximal hip hop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then Planet B is like <laughs> definitively maximal. Maximal. Yeah, yeah. maximal. Yeah. Like oh my god, it's like so layered. Um. And it's a, it's like a, it seems like it's, it's just like, it's like a lot. It's like a whole chunk. Like mm-hmm. you look at a waveform, you're like, um, that's what I thought about it before I was in it. And then once I got a little bit more insight about what your references were, when I was like, oh, I see what this band is, uh, I, kind I, of an interesting thing. And this is the, I mean, this is only the second LP, so we're it's still figuring out yeah. what, what is going on. Are we breaking up after this? No, well, maybe well, we I have could. to write another album. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? This is kind of strange. I mean, because all, all of our reference points are, are maybe Luke's and I's are similar, but like mm-hmm. for me, I was obsessed with Public Enemy, and I remember they did that tour with Anthrax, mm-hmm. and, and that fucking song was probably the start of rap metal, which is a drag, but I remember seeing yeah. them play with Anthrax's drummer, and I was just like, fuck, man, like public enemy with a drummer is sick mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i just that was when i was 16 and i and it, and it stuck with me and i was like hip-hop with a fucking ripping drummer is so sick and then you're like let's get two let's just one up public enemy yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. i mean it, it, we need it I well mean, if one of you guys would wear a clock <laughs> that would well i also wish we had a second singer and luke won't let that happen but it'd be fucking rad oh, to have a second damn. singer. damn i know a second singer would be so sick yeah mm. yeah be like a real band I know, yeah. <laughs> but and the, then the a second NPC. Yeah, then we you, need, want, you already well, have two NPCs. We need a yeah, third and fourth. We'll yeah. call ourselves Mirrors. Okay. Planet C. There is the funny thing about um, Howard Stern when he had he had Dale Crover on. He was like, "You were in Nirvana. Why couldn't one drummer do it? Like, why why they need two? Are you like a terrible drummer?" And it's it's just funny like to hear 
I mean, Howard Stern's cool and stuff, but like he couldn't understand like why you would want uh-huh. two drummers. And yeah. I was like, dude, Dale Crover and and uh, was it Dale Crover and 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 um what's his fuck uh, from I'm, Cody for they did that was a Melvin. Oh, he was talking about Melvin's. Melvin. Uh, so yeah. he was like, yeah, didn't do that. Yeah. yeah. So it was Melvin's, and then he was like, which is fucked up because he's talking about like all of these sick ass drummers and doesn't understand that like just get two sick ass drummers together it's fucking cool <laughs> he didn't understand that you only need one um i don't know it's like what's his name he had he had robin right that was his like sidekick um oh it's howard Stern. Howard, so, yeah. yeah like what you you need robin to make, fucking make your, your <laughs> I, I feel like he he knows writers? he's saying dumb he's asking dumb questions just like intentionally you think he knew because i've heard those little i've heard clips like that where he says stuff where i'm like i'm like come on dude like you know you're just trying to provoke, like maybe, totally. Maybe he was fucking. With he, Dale. He's done that with yeah. like a couple of those. Anytime he has like a rock legend on, he always asks one question, where it's just like, "You should really know he better." He acts oblivious. Yeah. He acts, yeah. But no. Okay, I so I fucked it up because he was giving Dale a hard time about leaving Nirvana, and now I was like, "What the fuck? Why was he in, like saying the two drummer thing?" So then he was saying like, "Well, you know, you, I guess, I don't know Dale's lineage, but I guess he left Nirvana, but was doing." melvin's or, or started melvin's right after whatever it was oh, yeah. and then it was like melvin's ended up well i guess during the podcast or when he had him on the interview is when he was with cody oh yeah and i was like man your your head is so far up your ass if you can't understand <laughs> you have two sick ass drummers together nah, that's that's a good because that that pissed me off when i first heard that and i'm just like he should know better and then like a week later i was like oh he did know he's just trying to provoke <laughs> i was just like it like sat in my head i'm just like because i think i think the the like the the clip title is just like Howard asking like why like oh this drummer probably feels dumb that he Nirvana was about to become oh, the biggest and band it, yeah. and it's like how do you feel knowing that you would have been is like I bet it would have been like being the whatever mm. Beatle that yeah. could have been the fifth Beatle or yeah. whatever like and uh, no I think it's just Howard just just provoking because if Howard had he had to have seen the two of them play together and and he, I think no matter where you are on the spectrum of liking or not liking music or understanding it seeing the two of them play symmetric like that was is was just so um obviously musical but also just like artistically um laid out for people to enjoy and yeah. that was like a, a, I, I i think like yeah so I, I see what you're saying which comes back to like our last show we played where we started trying to set up with you guys facing each other which i mean utilizing two drummers on a mm-hmm. having two drummers on a stage is always kind of odd but like making it look in a symmetrical, interesting way, because I, I always a big, I was a big fan of like, <clears throat> this isn't two drummers, but Phantomos, they had Lombardo's gigantic kit, and they would put them hard left, mm-hmm, and then yeah. they'd have all, the whole band across the stage, but the drums are always on the side, and I was like, that's bizarre uh, and very cool, and so I think we finally have figured yeah. out a way to make that. Well, I think I think if maybe there's if we had a little more design sensibilities, we could find <laughs> a way to, because <laughs> yeah. it is it is a unusual setup with like the your station being that you have to commit, you have to, you know, you need to have your space. And then we're two right-handed drummers that could be, I don't know how we can, uh, the first show we played, we shared it. a symbol. And mm. I like that. Cause that was an idea yeah. where it's we a right-handed we left-handed drummer. Oh, yeah. you ripped them off. But yeah, we were we also crammed yeah. on the fucking small stage. Yeah. But that was, we didn't need to be, we could have done a different. Yeah. There was a, the first <laughs> show you were over here. I was over here or something like that. Yeah, or... We were sharing the, the a crash, but we'll, yeah, I think we could mm-hmm. figure We could plan how to adapt to like, if you do have like a weird triangular stage bar stage situation or a big stage, how we could, uh, how could we could make it where it's, cause I think that we are experimenting still, but there's gotta mm-hmm. be a cool way to make it like, 
look cool and be aesthetic but also functional. Yeah, that's the whole that's my, the whole thing. My problem my problem was playing without like when it was just the three of us, mm-hmm. I was like, This is cool. I like playing live, but it was like I felt very um I'm used to a lot a full band and I'm like I felt naked because neither of you you guys were both stationary and I was like, mm-hmm. I'm just up here. Yeah. You know, and I like wanted more stuff to happen and, and <laughs> now I feel like comfortable. Well, that's right, you can't really run around either. No, we cannot. Yeah. I felt I mean as far as my arms can go. <laughs> and and I wasn't I wasn't the first drummer, the first second drummer. There was like some other person that tried it, right? There... Oh, our friend from here, Rhea tried, but she ended up having a baby. Oh. She was great too, but yeah, yeah we never played live with her. Um Yeah, I just remember being like, Yeah, we tried this out, didn't work out. Yeah. Anyway, well, she it, was seems like, like, it seems like you and Kevin get along. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> she was jamming, and then she's like, I'm going to have a baby. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that's great, but also terrible for us. But yeah. whatever. Yeah. She's rad. But it was great uh, that, that that it worked out because um, I was like, oh, why don't we just do this? And, you know, it did obviously work. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, adding a new member is always weird. We know that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, adding a new member is always weird. But... Explain that. <laughs> <laughs> uh they they always go a little weird. Baby. they always go a little weird and then they have to be removed <laughs> uh. <laughs> hmm. but i do think like all of our i mean i think most of our stuff like even like even you know in in retox and also now and when you're in cunts like i feel like mike crane the guitar player of both those bands derives strange sounds through pedals and that makes it, mm. it kind of fits into the world of like the sci-fi shit you know mm-hmm. like yeah. Oh, no. right. Fuck. Or I wanted to bring have... this up before you switch subjects. Okay. Let's go back. But the drumming uh, layout and the look of it, King Crimson plays with three drummers. Yeah. And they're in the front of the stage, and then the rest of the band are on risers behind them. Oh, so that's they're like, sick. oh, oh yeah. So yeah. dope. So they have, a, they have a visual. The drummers don't know what's going on behind them but they're all it yeah. almost looks like a brady bunch kind of like that whole disco i don't know they're like on their own stage and the three drummers are down below just what's the game show where there's like cubes and then like no there's this oh uh, hollywood squares <laughs> where yeah. you yeah that'd be so yeah. fucking yeah. sick if we could like we don't even see each other we're just in our own squares that's the setup okay i just figured it out yeah where are we gonna play at fucking peco park <laughs> But I, I think like the drummer things. I mean, I we, the locust did it with Gabe. We had him up front, up front, because yeah, we didn't yeah, have yeah, a singer, yeah. you know. Yeah. So we were like, get the fucking dude up there to do the thing, because that's mm-hmm. really what it, he was the performer. You know, he mm-hmm. was the front man. And same with King Crimson. Crimson, it's I feel like if you have it, utilize it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, that was it was. I mean, that was just their setup for the last like ten years or whatever. Yeah. But it looks fucking insane. Yeah, I saw I saw one. There was this band in Chicago like 10 years ago called My Dad uh, and they had a bassist and a guitarist and the guitarist did sing uh, was also the vocalist and they had three drummers and all three drummers um, in a triangle would face each other and then the bassist and guitarist would be on the opposite end of each other um, I don't think they went past playing like basement shows <laughs> but but you know what I mean but like they broke up prop not long after that but they used to do that, and they used, they were always if they didn't have three, they always had two. Mm-hmm. And if you listen to the music, there's no reason for there to be two. What was the band name? My dad. Uh, this should have been called My Three Dads. 
with the three drummers. That would have been one great. of one of the drummers ended up. His name's Nomdi. Oh, you know who that is. One of the drummers was named <laughs> Nomdi, and now he's got a solo thing, and he's like killing it. But I saw oh. them play like a house show um, forever ago. Also, this band, uh, like one of their first shows, Amygdala from San Antonio. Their first shows were like I think they had three drummers, or was it just two? But they were like blasting mm. and doing D beats and stuff. It was like a hardcore band with three. That could get messy if you're not. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and, you know it was funny watching it. I was like, well, I know that guy's th- clearly the better drummer here, uh-huh. <laughs> and this guy's like. So when people watch us, who's the better drummer? Mm. We have our moments. Like, I know who it is. <laughs> yeah, besides, you have your own moments. Besides Kevin, yeah. who is it? Yeah. <laughs> it's, Take you know. turns sucking. There's it, it, it. It depends on who pisses me off more. Pretty much. <laughs> But there's usually Kevin. There's a band that um, <laughs> God, I wish I knew the name of it. They 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 were like um, they all um, had triggers on these trampolines. Do you guys know what I'm talking about yet? <laughs> no. That's okay, not, so they had triggers on trampolines, and they all shaved their heads like they were balding men. So they had like bald chunks. Oh, but they had hair. Like, yeah, in the back. But that's they sick. but they were jumping. They, their performance would be like jumping on these trampolines that were triggered to make the drum beats. Fuck, I wish I remember the name of it. Maybe if someone watches the podcast, they'll they'll let us know. But. Um, hmm. I was very. Oh, I can impressed. just look it up on my phone really you quick. Maybe could, but, but I was I don't very impressed um, how they redefined that. So it's like, oh, you see fucking weird balding <laughs> looking dude, fake balding dudes on trampolines That's playing sick. the beat. Um, what kind of venues would that band play? Some dude's house. Yeah, like yeah. That kind of shit. That's where that yeah. goes. Like, the, but also what, like <laughs> seeing that in a big venue, like with a like with. It would well, be the cool. Sh- the ceiling has to be. Yeah. <laughs> the ceiling can't be too low because you'll hit your head. But 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 seeing it seeing at like it House of Blues or something would be fucking great. Yeah. We're in Blue Man Group territory with that, then. Oh, uh, yeah. The ultimate drummer band. You can't I don't know. There's a, weird, a lot of weird <laughs> shit out there. I just saw Corey Feldman. That was fucking terrible. I couldn't oh, yeah. I was, like, I was wondering how that was. was. Terrible. At yeah. one point, though, Corey went on drums and the drummer sang a Beatles song or something. Yeah, it was yeah. so oh. fucked. Yeah, he's oh, a Beatles. Song. He gets the good Coke. Dude, it was terrible. It was. Terrible. <laughs> that sounds cool. I mean, I, did it like sell out? Was there people? There was a lot of people there. Hmm. I, I emailed the management so many times, but like, dude, come on our podcast, come on our podcast, and he's, you know, whatever, really? really small change. But I was like, fucking, probably good thing he's not here. I'm, I wanted to get him on the podcast and only I'm talk gonna, about Friday Thirteenth. Just the Lost Boy. Yeah, <laughs> he killed Jason Voorhees. That was pretty good. Stand by me. Yeah, right? he did. And he was in Stand by Me. What kind of crowd? Like, what kind of people pay to see that? It was crazy dude I, I don't know mainly like older people than older than me it looked like but also I look a bit younger but so I couldn't tell but it looked like older people and they the weird thing is they showed Lost Boys and everyone fucking stood there for two hours yeah and, after and then, right no before oh, oh really so they, they and it's crazy because then the, when the credits started rolling and everyone's cheering you'd think he'd come out fucking hard he sends his son out and his son's like Corey will be out in 15 minutes and everyone's like what the fuck we've been standing here for two he hours son yeah it was Michael Jackson a... the dad. <laughs> so it's like uh, fans of his that are uh, like no no offense to his audience. I'm just wondering like is it people that are there for him as an actor or people actually like his music? You know what I, I do is it is it actual music? Is it yeah? Is he, it and he sings and he does he does a good job. I don't There's, think anybody likes his music. It's terrible. Someone does. Uh, maybe they don't I like know, it. I don't know. It's fucking kind of. Cr- I know. It was pretty wild, dude. I I couldn't wrap my head around it. I don't know what the fuck people were doing there. I mean, I didn't pay, so I'm glad. But if I paid, I would have been pissed. It was a, it was bad. Hmm. Anyhow, back to this band. <laughs> we, can, we can't headline. Uh, 
the backyard party with the trampolines. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, whatever, you know. Um, I guess if we, my movie crew didn't get off to a very good start. So otherwise, I, we'd be headlining um, House of Blues, and we'd have the Angels and you know, all that stuff. You guys played House of Blues, right? Or was it Observatory? Us three. We played House of Blues, but House it was Blues. a music awards yeah. that we didn't win. So you have done it, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, this band played House of Blues. It was fine. That was an okay thing. People were seated. Mm-hmm. It was awkward, yeah. you know. Um, yeah. I think it's funny about this band. Uh, With Lyle. Since I've been in it, I don't. Th- I think we've only played like San Diego oh, a couple mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. And we've played New York and Dallas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just think that's funny. Bands don't do that. In Boston. Oh, in Boston, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like We piggyback off the Satanic Temple. Yeah. But it's just funny. I don't think I've done that before. We're like, oh yeah, we're gonna play Dallas. We're based in San Diego. I don't know. I think it's kinda of funny. Usually we focus on like local <laughs> Usually usually bands that I've played in, you're like, Okay, let's like play where we live. That Dallas show we'll might have been That Dallas show was the best show. show. That was cool. Easily the best yeah. show. That was the funnest show. Yeah. yeah. I heard this last one was our best sounding show, though. Dude, 100%. That was crazy because right away everything was moving. Like, all the, everything was vibrating. And I was like, holy fuck. But Otto was last like redlining. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He yeah, was yeah, like yeah, redlining yeah, yeah. the, the board and everything yeah. was like vibrating. And I was like, holy shit. All of my pedals are that's how I. That's how I play it because I can, I can never hear shit. And that's it's like muscle memory <laughs> and then the vibration of the floor. Yeah. So well, the whole fucking stage to... was vibrating. It was yeah. really crazy. Yeah. Nice. That was great. Then we're off to something. We're off to a good start if that, mm-hmm. that's happening. But the Dallas yeah, one was cool Otto because was we played to a very unsuspected crowd there for the film festival. Mm-hmm. I think it wasn't like normal music people, so they were like, they weren't jaded and you know they mm-hmm. were like dancing and it was. They were psyched right. and they wanted they were, us to yeah, continue open on to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, there was yeah. dancing during our set, and of course there was dancing in the cumbia section yeah. at the end. Yeah, where Kevin got on my shoulders. He jumped on your shoulders. Yeah, he jumped on my shoulders. Around. We're all yeah. dancing yeah. around. Yeah, yeah, he got on my shoulders. Yeah. We like broke down a little bit, and then I was like, "Just get on my shoulders, fuck it," because you went on my shoulders during the film, like some film that was going. Oh, on. we did, yeah, yeah. I was like, "Let's put you on my sh-. the movie was playing." And we I thought it'd be really put- funny if we looked like a really tall dude just like walking while the movie. Oh, because we got So for the yeah, people on the podcast, we played behind the movie screen. And yeah. So, but you think that you could see the shadow? No. No, 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 no. Walking from. To, to walking to behind so like walking like down the aisle oh. to go behind we were like oh let's put kevin on my shoulders and um just walk back there and hope we can do it we have a, we have a video of it we'll have to put that on the podcast yeah, yeah. Done behind the screen though no, that's what i thought it. but so, i don't yeah, think ted, ted was following us down the aisle yeah and then we made it over it was insane so and then basically, I was like, you should... guys were dicking out on the people trying to watch a fucking movie. Well, we did it on the some dude. hardworking no, no. director. We did it on the side. We but that movie was bullshit. The movie wasn't bullshit, but it was afterwards the Q and A. They were talking about fucking Spider Man and shit. I was like, dude, get it over with. The Q and A thing. Spider Man. That Q and A was brutal, dude. Yeah. I was like, this guy needs to stop. No, I remember we were we were on the stage listening to yeah. him, like getting ready to play. It was, and I remember like we were oh, getting ready. We were waiting forever. Yeah. Talking about modern, new, current Spider-Man. It was bad. Yeah. <laughs> Who's your favorite Spider-Man? Um, who's Spider-Man again? So anyway, stage setup. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What was it? The cubes? The uh, what's the game show again? So Hollywood Squares. Oh, Hollywood yeah. Squares. Okay. All right. I'm gonna plan that out. You be the X and I'll be the O. All right. See, that's deep. Yeah. <laughs> so um, you always want us to have um, guest people on the songs, which is pretty I rad. don't always want that. 
Oh, you mainly want that. I, I like heard. it. Yeah, I like yeah. it too. But I think we should just get a second singer. <laughs> yeah, the new LP is like mainly. Hey, features, buy me a drink, right? There's <laughs> like two songs that don't have features. Yeah, it's maybe one. This more. one has a lot of features, yeah. but yeah. there are a lot of uh, good features. Um, all the raddest. All the raddest. I just like your voice more. so much. Th- thanks, but that's not appropriate and necessary. But all the rad hip hop bands have more than one MC. It's true. LL Cool J. <laughs> Never heard of him. <laughs> um, uh, Rock him. Anyhow, I think it'd be fucking sick. Why? Why do you? Why are you opposed to it? I'm not opposed to it. It's just got to be a right fit. Yeah. If well, what about an MC? But isn't that so? Can you? I'm going to sound like an ignorant asshole, but can you explain to me the difference then? I mean, well, I, I guess I fucked that because an MC is uh, rapper, MC, whatever. Like it, I use the term as MC as, as a rapper just now. And that's what I'm going to, but like an MC is one who can like conduct and like control yeah. the crowd, yeah. you know, in and out through. Yeah. Like a hype man, shows. a hype guy. Yeah. We Not need more hype guys a hype guy, and a hype guy though, on the record can, would be cool too. He can rap like KRS-One, <laughs> MC, but, you K- know. But KRS-One was the singer of K- of his thing. Okay. What about like Public Enemy? Chuck, Chuck D. D's the dude. Yeah. But Flavor Flav did all the hooks and whatever. Yeah. You that's know? what I mean. It's like if, if <clears> I would, I would. If if you wanted to be up for something like that, then I would suggest getting like a rapper, like Rick Scales, yeah, or something yeah. like that, as opposed to not, like not another singer. Got it? Yeah, because yeah, I don't, I'm not a rapper. Mm-hmm. And which would be sick to pair because then when we if we got somebody to you know do a 16 bar verse, I would flip the fucking style up to where it wasn't hip hop. Okay, would go way heavy. And then let you do the hip hop part. Okay, so I don't know. It's just ideas. And I and I think that's rad. But here's here's another thing because all of like your homies that were the hip hop dudes when they were hearing Planet B, they're like, this shit's fucking crazy. And they were telling me like, you should go to these rap battles and fucking do that. Mm -hmm. And then I'm thinking in my head, what's the difference then? Am I am I am I rapping? Uh, It's all in the same kind of. I, I don't know mm-hmm. uh, what, but does it have to be? What does it? What does it have to be like? Why does it have to be like? And and working with Rick Scales was fucking sick. Mm-hmm. But my only problem with like Rick Scales' delivery is that like he's not yelling. Like even on that yeah, song with Rick, it feels fucking yeah. crazy. I'm like, dude, I'm just yelling. Sheesh. And then he's and, yeah, and he does his thing. It's the and best right. line. It is the, the sheesh is the best thing for sure. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like I was like. Oh, like match my energy. Let's both fucking go for it. Mm-hmm. Nah, that's that's no. that's one thing about you. I notice you always like trying to get people to match your energy, and I don't think it works all the time. Um, I'm always a, I'm more of a person that would rather um, contrast your energy. Yeah. Like, cause that's you're always like, oh, yeah. The kids, I, I, I think the contrasting is cooler always. Yeah, it's always better. To like, me, if, Rick, if Rick Scales was in this band, that'd be ideal. You have like screamer, you have rapper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Damn it. Uh, it just feels like 
the new it's kind of like how the, it's kind of like how different. all the shitty bands do like the screaming ver screaming versus the auto tune courses wanna, yeah, yeah I that's the o, o4 that. stuff it's great I yeah that shit, yeah it's but badass no auto tune no, no that's for the metalcore people the metalcore like bullshit singy screamy and i'm like ugh or that's a big thing in pop too you have like the rapping verse and then the uh the singer chorus that's a classic yeah, that's so then you'd be like screaming on the choruses, and Rick is like on the verses. To something. me, my I guess like I guess my um, reference points are are bands like, um, like Fugazi. Like they both sing equally, or the Blood Brothers. They both like are the singers. Mm -hmm. You know, like uh, no one's rapping in those in those examples. But like, what about you know, I don't know, Run the Jewels. They're they're equal, in, or NWA. Oh, they're yeah, all sure. fucking equal in, in the way they like deliver it. It's not like the screamy dude and the not screamy dude. So like. Mm -hmm. I'll do my maybe we can meet in the middle, you know. Like I'll do my best to be like that, and they could chill out. they could fucking go for it a little bit more. You got to chill out a little bit. <laughs> no, like I think that. you got to go a little more full throttle. All right, whatever. I just think it'd be rad. It'd be rad to like have lines split up. Like even when you hear like hip hop and you have the MC, I guess, like just getting the just tagging certain words. Like mm -hmm. that shit's fucking sick. I would like mm -hmm. to do that with someone else. Please yeah. don't take that away from yeah, me. Yeah, Lincoln Park would do that. Fuck. <laughs> 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 you going to fuck Mike Shinoda would be rapping. Chester Bennington would be like, I don't know. Who, I've never heard of that. I've never heard that band. I just think, I need to have a turntablerist. Yeah, they get a DJ. Yeah, DJ. Oh, you need to re say that. <laughs> turntablerist. Oh, well, I was going to say, I was going to have a turntable, and then I was like, he's a, just some guy, right, that stands there and pushes. pushes tur turntablerist. Mr. Han. Is. That's who you're talking about. <laughs> I, what I, one thing I like about being. <laughs> The youngest is that I have like terrible reference yeah. points. <laughs> I know it's a turn. Like when I was, but I just wanted to. I was trying to demoralize the guy and like say he's just his name's Mr. Han. Cool. Han? Han? Yeah, yeah, like solo. I don't know. H. Was it H? -A? Yeah. That's cool. Anyhow, I want to. I want another singer in this band if we're gonna keep going. Otherwise, we're breaking up. All right. Good mm. to know you guys. <laughs> Um, one and two. Can we the... can we say the name of the record? Yeah, go and say it. Why it. is that name? Why is it that? Oh man! Prediction, fiction, fiction prediction, fiction, fiction prediction. prediction. I forget what it was. I don't know how we got to that point. Luke was like, "Oh, I like that." I had all these other fucking bullshit ideas, and then is I it, stole that it, name. Where'd you steal from? I stole it from. Um, I stole it from. Well, I didn't <laughs> when I. I had a, this something in my head because there's I lyrics talking I, about predict and unpredict. Yeah. No, I thought I stole it from Unite. Oh. And then I didn't know that, and I'm like, "Hey, dude." In our lyrics, there's science, nonfiction, and there's unpredict, and then predict. Yeah, I know. So then yeah. I think it's like right. I was like, yeah. somehow we got to that. There. Don't give Unite the credit, dude. I'm not giving him the credit. <laughs> I'm just joking. Because I fucked it up, but I told oh, when I like it was like, oh, fiction prediction, and then I'm like, dude. I could not figure it out. I didn't know it was his shit, but me and him did a song a long time ago that he says fiction, prediction, something nonfiction. Mm. And I didn't know it until afterwards. Everything was done and said. And I'm yeah, like, dude, lyric. I fucking bit your shit. And he's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, fiction, prediction. And he's like, I don't ever say that. <laughs> I'm like, all right, cool, never mind. I, I I thought it was from the lyrics of that one song. That's well, what, uh, it was from that, yeah. but that's what drew me to that. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, because it was supposed to be fiction, prediction, dumpster, something like dumpster, probably toilet, something. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 
so the record was going to be called like dumpster toilet. So, yeah. <laughs> for, <laughs> and then you guys are like, that's not so going to work. I think I had his melody in my head, but with your lyrics. Yeah. Oh, because okay. he's was like, no, the line is, his line is like something completely different, but yeah. it, it's those same syllables. Because I think it's two different songs where I say gamble and predict and then unpredict, and there's another song mm-hmm. where I say it's science nonfiction. Yeah, predict, science nonfiction. Not, yeah. Yeah. Anyhow, that's how the name came about. and So, yeah, it did come from you. And then we tried to shop this to every label, and they said no. And so now it's on 3-1-G. So, fuck you, music industry. <laughs> well, just because people don't know how to label this. It's, 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 hard, yeah. it's a band that's... I just not, said it's, it's sci-fi not, hip-hop. It's, it's unmarketable. Yeah. To whom? Just sci-fi. Yeah. I just say sci-fi. 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 That's kind of cool. Just leave it at that. It's science yeah, you fiction. Don't like sci-fi. Yeah, sci-fi science fiction. Who doesn't yeah. like sci-fi? Well, it's funny because when I uh, were distributed by the Orchard <laughs> digitally, and when you they hate when Twilight you, Zone, <laughs> when you put a record out uh, like through the Orchard, which speed which feeds over to Apple Music and Spotify and stuff, you you pick a genre and then you pick a subgenre, and I'm like, what do I do? <laughs> like, what do I do? I don't even want to tell you guys what I picked because it's I think I probably mm-hmm. fucked up. No matter what I picked, if I picked punk or hip hop. They're gonna fucking drop or industrial. Then you get this other weird bullshit subgenres, and I'm like, man, this is fucking stupid. And then I don't know where to go from there. Yeah, that I hate that shit. Usually that just gets lumped in other or experimental. Yeah, they don't do they have that. I don't know, but like a good yeah. example is like you know, uh, well, there's a lot of people that do weird shit, but um, um, that's what, what I want to start saying when people are like, hey, what kind of music do you like? Other. Others great, you know. <laughs> they, you know when they have like genres, and you're like, I don't know. But people always uh, refer to like death grips, like oh that, like even mm-hmm. when we play it, you guys are like death grips, and I'm like, I appreciate people. And saying they call that. that shit like noise rap or something. I've heard that. But I appreciate it because I like death grips. But I'm like, how do we sound like that? I think we sound like Public Enemy. Like to me, yeah. I don't know. I don't think I think we sound more like Public Enemy than we do like death grips. So I just think it's just this industry uh, thing where like people. Fucking shit the bed all the time. So they're like, what do we call it? I don't know. And like, we have know. to call it something. It has to be like something else. Like, why can't it just be its own shit? Mm-hmm. I struggled mm-hmm. with it for most of my musical career where it was just like, I'm in a band that doesn't fit in anywhere. Mm-hmm. And eventually, after a decade, people like it. But until you get to the decade, <laughs> they don't like it. Mm-hmm. So we got a few more years to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. He's still okay. gonna be here with us, Kevin. <laughs> a few more years. How yeah. what is it? Right how many years are we right <laughs> now? Your bull riding career ain't gonna take Shit. off. <laughs> we'll see. Oh <clears throat> fuck this planet. Regular Yeah. No, planet A? I'm joking. Planet, planet A. A. Fuck it. Um <laughs> But uh, yeah, hopefully people get their shit together. And hopefully we, uh, I mean, we're not going to change the world. We're just a band. But maybe someone will be like, oh, this weird science fiction shit. I can relate to that. I'm going to go fucking sink a whaling ship. And that would be really cool. So maybe we're inspiring people to sink whaling ships. The whales are sinking the yachts. They're doing it themselves. It's yeah, pretty impressive. pretty cool. They're on their own thing. We need to link up with those guys. Them. Which yeah. is funny because there's sounds that, Luke, that Luke's created. I'm like, that sounds like a fucking whale. Keep that. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's cool. It sounds like a whale. No normal musicians like put the whale sound on the song. Right. You know? <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting, uh, Luke, what you do and what you come up with. There's like that the new 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 song that's like from a. A Def Club recording, and you just like took the little beat, and then you made it a thing. Oh, your drums! Yeah, from yeah. the new, 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 new thing, uh-huh. and uh, I was like, "What the fuck? I don't even." How did oh, that that's even... from the split seven inch, right? Or what's no, that from? No, 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 no,
No, the new split seven inch. No, the newer it's than that. that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, no, it's it's not a song quite yet. It's from it's like left no, I know what it's from. Yeah, from yeah. leftover drums from yeah. the the Def Club session. Seven. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, from that. Oh, so we haven't done anything with that yet. We haven't done anything with that, but I just remember you sent me that clip, and I was like, "Where the fuck? When did I do that? Like, yeah. what the fuck is this?" And then I just think that's like so cool. And then you're like, "Okay, we're gonna just make that a song." I think it's crazy, but that yeah, that you have that ear for it is like bizarre to me. Or like uh, that adult, the adult song "Glass in the Trash," where I sent one thing, and then the beat for that song I think is like in seven or something bizarre, mm-hmm. but like a uncomfortable seven. Like I know how to play. Like I'm <laughs> comfortable. I'm, is, a, I'm comfortable with seven, but that particular seven, I'm not. I comfortable clipped it wrong. I clipped it wrong. It should have been <laughs> a four four. But when I do, when I cut up your guys' drums, I would like cut up a certain loop or so I had cut it wrong. And then I was just so, I liked what you originally did and I cut it wrong and looped it and, and bounced it and gave it to him. And he's like, yeah, this is not 4-4. I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> and then so you just recorded over the that same um, time signature. And then I was like, oh, this kind of works. And then I give it to Adam, and uh-huh. Adam's like, "This is great." <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, so it was an accident. It yeah. was supposed to be in four Remember four. when we did the? But I got lazy to to promote it. We did the little video at the practice space. We had to like learn that. Oh meme. yeah. Oh, that was great. That the, was well, yeah, yeah. The video was cool, yeah. but whatever about that. Yeah. The hard part was learning it. Learning yeah. that fucking yeah. beat. I was like, mm-hmm. and it, it took a long time mm-hmm. of me just going like, I dude, think I'm it's not this. even a drummer, but like listening to it, trying to follow the phrase, I was like, oh, oh man, yeah. fuck that. Yeah, the, you had yeah. to sing over it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. we are like learning Whoa. it just for to make that little video, and it was like, I don't think we quite got it, but it looks good enough in the cut. I don't think I quite got it. Yeah. It's like dun, 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 mm-hmm. whatever the hell it is. Yeah. Yeah. But that's it. That's a funny part about this band is that, and I, I've said this before, but uh, is that I like put these parts down, they get kind of rearranged, and then we learn that. Or for the song, like the the LP songs that I have nothing to do with, that I'm, I'm like putting stuff on top of it that's not the same thing. Sometimes I do the same thing. And then in that, we try to go back and forth mm-hmm. to try to make it a live version yeah. but then also yeah it's it's it's, it's a funny project because like normal the my normal band life is like i'm the drummer this is it and then this is like okay i recorded these parts it'll turn into something, something different i'm gonna know. learn that and then i gotta learn it well enough that i can like do more on top or do something different and then working with kevin who's thank god or thank somebody that he's like so <laughs> Because of our other band, yeah, 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 yeah. G A W D, yeah, G A W, yeah, exactly. Oh God, uh, it's so nice that Kevin's like really good. So then I can just be like, "Yo, uh, you should do this or whatever," or like earlier today, like, "Oh, we should do this drum idea or whatever." So uh, it's it's such a weird uh, brain, like mental process to do this band because it's like in other more regular bands. It's just like, this is my beat. I do it forever. Sure. See you later. But that's an interesting thing, too. Like, for so, like, regular bands, like, you think about hip hop, no one, did. I don't know, Luke, tell us, do people write in seven on no. normally? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, it's not like, a thing. Fuck that. Like, yeah. A couple people have tried it. You can't do it in hip hop all the time. Like, I'm working on a track with somebody right now who are. Wait, you're cheating on us? Oh, yeah. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Just one. It's a one off. Okay. But we were, I was talking to him about the structure and it was just like four four 
you know, hip hop, hip hop. But I was like, at the end of every four bars, let's just kick in like a, a three, four, but just really quick. Uh-huh. One, two, three, one, two, three. Yeah. And then go back into the four, four to where it has the flow. So it's like a you four, four with a tag. Pretty much. Yeah. 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 But you can't, <clears throat> I mean, some people have done a lot of three, fours because you can one, two, three, one, two, yeah. three, one. Like, yeah. But even that has a little like that little swagger doesn't really work. It's not like huh. hip hop is very just in your face yeah. and it has to be 4-4 four, four. you can go and like do some prog rock or mm-hmm. math rock kind of drums to it dude that band uh, I mean I, I showed you the song uh, Story 2 by Clipping mm. they do this track that's like starts in it's fucked it starts in 3 for like a few measures yeah. and then an equal amount it goes into 4 and then it goes into 5 then it goes into 6 to 7 to 8 to 9 and then I think it does like weird um, like mm-hmm. 16th I, do you know about this note. band? I feel like you should know about it. Yeah, clip, clip, clipping. Yeah, it's fucked uh, up. But yeah, this the 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 uh, the MC MC like Davi Dix is like dude. the best one ever. The fucking but best. But the song story two goes from like three to four to five to six to seven to eight to nine, and then I originally counted it ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, but that's where it gets tricky yeah, with like yeah. triplets and triplets and 16ths and 16th notes or whatever so you could do whatever with that they also have a song that is in straight seven and it's like crazy and i read an interview with david and he was like i didn't it was the hardest thing ever to do let's end this podcast guys what let's end this podcast oh, all right <laughs> let's then. End yeah it. here we go here we go whoa (laughs) there you had it episode 36 thanks for listening and viewing our podcast that was a lot of fun Mm -hmm. um i really enjoy our band um if we were a normal band and and only had one drummer we might be touring more but uh, we're gonna be hopefully on the road soon and hopefully you can check it out in it's uh in the real life the real world yeah um, yep. And we probably won't listen, but if you have any ideas for us to do on the third album, let us know. We <laughs> we probably won't listen. <laughs> um, we'd like to thank all of our sponsors. Uh, obviously, Earthquaker Devices, Heartwork, Fender, um, Ruinous Media for uh, having us be part of their podcast uh, conglomerate. Um, I also mm-hmm. like to thank Andy Wallace and Becky DiGilio mm-hmm. for all the help they give us. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody else, you guys for listening, and uh, check out our other episodes. They're all awesome too, um, because all of our guests are our friends, and they rule. Thank you very much. Thank. Colton Culture is proudly sponsored by Earthquaker Devices, Fender, and Heartwork Coffee. Planet B. Planet B.